This is Hear Me Out. I'm Celeste Headley. Thanksgiving is fast approaching. A lot of us are on edge right now. We're thinking about the prospect of sitting around that table and talking. As someone who is constantly asked for advice about how to talk to people who don't agree with you, this is a busy time for me. But this is also our show's bread and butter. You can be civil and polite and still disagree. So today, our guest is here to argue that maybe you don't have to be those things. Consider the possibility. You don't have to fake it and be nice. You can be kind of an a-hole. And really, you don't have to participate at all. You can't be you and, like, maybe a change agent at the dinner table if you don't actually engage. And so if you're engaging in the way that maybe isn't the nicest way over the thing of mashed potatoes, well, maybe that's a good thing. H. Allen Scott joins us in just a moment. Stay with us. Just a note, this episode will contain explicit language and a lot of it. Listener discretion is advised. And before we get started with this episode, we want to say a quick hello to everyone listening on Slate Plus. We so appreciate your support. In exchange, we're offering you zero ads on this show and every other Slate podcast. And you're able to read every single article and advice column on the Slate website without paywalls. And if you're not listening on Slate Plus, we're glad you're here. But does what we just described sound great? We think it does. And it is super easy to join the club. Just go to slate.com slash hearmeoutplus to get started. Welcome back to Hear Me Out. I'm Celeste Headley. Just a note, I do have the sniffles this week. If you're wondering what's wrong with my voice, that's what's wrong. Anyway, this week, a lot of us will grit our teeth and try to be on our best behavior, at least until the holiday dinner is over and we can get back in the car and go home. And look, this episode comes out on a Tuesday, and we know some of you have already got your hackles up. You're anticipating trouble on Thursday. If that describes you, you are not alone. Many Americans dread the holidays and the family time that comes with it. In a poll from Axios last year, 77% of Americans said they didn't want to discuss politics with their families over the Thanksgiving table. But in that same poll, about 40% of Democrats and 30% of Republicans said they'd probably do it anyway. With the pandemic and its vaccines and all of the Trump presidency, many of us worry about how to keep the peace during the holidays. But listen, that is not new. Families in the 60s avoided talking about Vietnam. In the 70s, it was the Equal Rights Amendment. Then came the 80s and Reaganomics. And listen, you get the idea. We have been avoiding potentially volatile topics at the dinner table for decades. So today we present an alternative to desperately trying to preserve the peace. Our guest argues that not only are you allowed to be an asshole on Thanksgiving, within reason, but you're also within your rights to just avoid stressful people altogether and protect your own peace. H. Allen Scott is a comedian and podcaster and has joined us before. He's back. Welcome back. I'm so glad to be back. I love everything Slate. (laughs) We're so glad to have you back. Yes, thank you. Be an asshole. I can say that, right? I can say that. <laughs> yeah. So my yeah. branding is the opposite. My branding is be kind, right? No. Like that's my overall no. message. So we're going to have quite the discussion here. Yeah. So uh, let's start off with your description of your spicy opinion here. Okay. Um, possibly unpopular opinion, although frankly, I'm not sure if this is unpopular. I feel like a lot of people would find this very enticing m- as much as it is uh, unfamiliar. So, so 
what's your view here? Well, see, I don't think of it as 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 unpopular, but I mean, then again, does anyone ever think their opinion's unpopular when they when they <laughs> firmly believe in it? No, I mean, I just no. think that like the whole d- obsession with just sort of being nice and being kind and like keeping the peace, it's it's exhausting when you there are ways that you could actually just like maintain your own sanity, be a little bit of an asshole and just sort of like do you at Thanksgiving or the holidays? You know what I mean? Like you don't like, for example, with me, I, I often don't want to get into conversations that like, you know, are awkward or whatever, but instead of like trying to just be like, Oh yeah, that's great. Oh uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that's wonderful. And just sort of being nice. I go in an opposite direction. I'd be like, I'm too busy for this. I can't handle it. Please stop talking to me about that. I did that with my brother recently on a visit and it worked very well. Okay. Do you live in New York? No, I live in Los Angeles, the land of oh, assholes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Both of those cities could could vie yes. for that title. Yes. I'm from yeah. Los Angeles, so I feel like I know wherever I speak. Um, <laughs> but there, I assume there are limits here. Yeah. Because you and I have both been around assholes who are real assholes. Oh, yes. No, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be intentionally mean. I'm not going to hurt someone's feelings, but I'm also not going to like fake it and sit there and listen to someone tell me something crazy about Trump or something, whatever. Instead, I'm going to deflect it in a way that maintains my own personal assholeness, but at the same time, like not engage in something that's going to escalate to something massive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I guess so. But I, I let's start with, before I, I argue back, I want to make sure I understand where these boundaries are, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're at the dinner table and somebody starts saying, you know, I read a story about vaccines causing, you know, uh, your hair to grow uncontrollably. Yeah. Is that the moment when you can be, in your view, then you can be an asshole? Yes, because in that moment, I and this is something that I can do personally, but I'm sure you can find other ways for other people to do it as well. But I can be like, I can do the whole Dorothy Spornak from the Golden Girls moment and be like, actually, I'm a journalist. Let's fact check that and then go to the sources you know how to go to and prove them wrong right there at the dinner table. Sure, it's an asshole move, but it's also very educational. Okay, so do you think that this is only really possible for people who are funny? I mean, I think if you have a personality, you can get away with a lot in this world. And (laughs) I mean, look at the last president. Um, The current president's personality is a little bit more boring, so I don't know how much you can get away with. But like, I do think that, yeah, you can get away with a lot if you have a personality, but that doesn't mean you can't adopt a personality. Everyone loves to fake it till you make it. So like, go on there and put on a show. Treat Thanksgiving like it's a nice little mini play. I mean, I guess for me, it's like, this is the time of year when I get asked to over and over talk to um, TV shows and news magazines about how to get through the holidays without getting in fights with your family. Like this is sort of my Celeste Headley season of keeping the peace, Mm -hmm. right? So, and I always ask, what's your goal? Of of not getting in fights? Well, what's your goal when you're in that moment and that Mm -hmm. person says something like, oh, Donald Trump's the only person that can get us out of this mess, whatever the mess may be, right? And I always tell people, stop at that moment and ask yourself, what do I want out of this exchange? Mm-hmm. Right? And when you do your thing of, here's the facts, let me prove you wrong, that sounds to me like that's super satisfying to you. Yes. It might be super satisfying to some people around you, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It's not going to change their mind, though. I mean, you're aware of that, right? Yeah, but what's worse, someone thinking you're boring or someone thinking at least like you have a colorful personality and you came to play? Like, I would rather come to play than the, but not in like, not in like a screaming, yelling way, more in like a, you can't fight me on this because I'm giving you these XYZ facts. So, sure, you cannot believe me. You cannot believe me, but you also can't deny that I'm actually coming to play and giving you solid information. So like, I'm not just sitting out here being like, you're wrong, you're stupid, you're crazy, because that's confrontational. Whereas I am providing a colorful service. Right, I mean, you describe this in one place as lovable asshole. Yeah, I mean, right. yeah, because I'm gonna be funny and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something weird with the mashed potatoes. Probably, I'm gonna like, like, I'm gonna deflect in a way that maintains my brand, if you will, while at the same time also making sure that I am not going insane, just sitting there being like, yeah, 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 and like not actually engaging because you want to engage. How often do you see your family? People can drop dead any second. Like. I went if, if literally if someone if someone drops dead I, I went none them of your family is listening. Well, I I mean trust me they're not because they don't know how to find things on their phone. Um but <laughs> I I I do know if someone drops dead like tomorrow I want them thinking, well, at least he was colorful. You know what I mean? I don't want them thinking I'm boring or like I just I'm 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 appeasing a, a situation and not engaging in any way because you know I, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just hard for me to wrap my my head around the idea that anyone would be like, boy, that A. Talon Scott, he's super boring, like in any situation. Yeah. Um, More like but, he's annoying. That's what it is. <laughs> well, OK, but that's part of being an asshole, right? Yeah. Is not caring yeah. if you're annoying. Yeah. Um, OK, so the other the, there's a two prong. There are two prongs to your argument. Yes. Right? There's the one that it's okay to be what you describe as a lovable asshole. Mm -hmm. The other one is that the alternative is that you can avoid anyone pretty much without making excuses for it. Yeah. Oh, there's so many. I have made a a career out of avoiding things and avoiding situations. You can, I mean, the AirPod, the little AirPod headphones are perfect for situations. Fake phone calls. I mean, you can have you can have the getaway friends <laughs> that you have FaceTimes with that become urgent FaceTimes. There are moments where you get, I mean, who the hell's looking? Literally, I could pull up and be like, oh, I have an important email. And just like Interesting. Sneak, or I mean, run to the bathroom. Or right? run bathroom to the bathroom. So I had thought when I when I read this, I thought you meant not going to dinner. But well, you're saying go to dinner too. because your family might die. I also think you can skip dinner too because technology has provided us a way in which to participate in a dinner without eating that like horrible cranberry pie that someone insists on bringing every year. So you can just FaceTime right into that family occasion. I do think you can also do it digitally. And I support that. I've done that. For years, I don't. I haven't been home for the holidays in like five years. But we were just home. I mean, my boyfriend and I were just back in my hometown visiting over Halloween, which is of course a gay holiday. So like, we go home for the high gay holidays, but we don't go home for the high spiritual holidays. So the thing is, <laughs> a challenge. I love when I catch you like speechless. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I want to be careful here because I do think that what you're describing sounds a lot to me like self-care. It sounds yes. to me like you you are creating boundaries for yourself yeah. um, that protect you and your own well-being. Yeah. And I think that's great. And I also think that just, you know, from having um, spoken to you before, I also think, 
you're probably entertaining when you do all this. The thing that gives me pause is that most people are not entertaining. Most people, <laughs> when they start a sentence with the word actually, uh, it usually leads into some kind of mansplaining. Yeah. Um, and uh, smug, irritating, smug crap. Which mine probably is. Let's be real. <laughs> um, and the other thing is, is that people are assholes already. Yes, they are. Like, the, the, you know, we live in the, the 21st century is like the century of the asshole. Yeah, but also, too, I do think that maybe we've, we're accustomed to thinking that keeping it nice and keeping up appearances is necessarily the way to go. I don't know where that started. Maybe leave it to Beaver. Who knows? But I don't think wasps. it started with wasps with wasps. OK, but I don't think, you know, people in the cave person times, you know, like how I made that not male centric. Thank you very much. In the cave person times, I don't think they were keeping up appearances and being nice at the dinner table or rock or whatever it was. I think they were actually fighting for that chicken bone. So, like, what I'm saying is maybe we should, like turn around this idea of this obsession with always keeping up appearances and being nice and maybe just like letting your hair down, being you and maybe being okay with someone being a little bit of a dick or like being a little bit of an asshole or being a little bit dumb because there's a lot of dumb people in this world and recognizing that they are dumb and finding ways to make them feel a little bit more dumb without them knowing that fully how dumb they are because they're that dumb. I'm just stuck here on where the line between actual asshole and lovable asshole is. Because, you know, one could say that Donald Trump's, one of a big part of his personas is, I don't care what you think, you know, I'm going to be an asshole, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. All his supporters that would have those fuck your feelings yeah. t-shirts. Yeah. Um, and that's and aggressive. I, that's aggressive. And I think that's the line. Is oh, when I you, see. When I you see. Get, that's I no want longer to, lovable. I want you to know that no matter how much misinformation you're spreading, which I think is abhorrent, or no matter how much of an idiot you might be, I want you to know when I leave that I do love and care for you. And I do want you to know that you are appreciated or otherwise I wouldn't be FaceTiming into this meal or actually appearing. Like, you know you're loved, but you also need to know that I think you're an idiot. Like there, there's, I think those are two different prongs that like, sure, it's a little bit mean, but also like, if you need a kidney, you probably don't want mine, but I'd try to give it to you. Right. I mean, that's a tough line to walk. Is it? Um, I don't think it is. I think it's I, being real. I feel, no, I agree with you that and probably on your end, you have more success in, in living in that space than maybe other people would do and fully accepting he thinks I'm an idiot, but he still loves me. Like, that's a tough pill for some people to swallow. Sure. <laughs> I love the Hearing it back is pretty funny. I love, I do love, I love that. But I also think, like, maybe we should strive to be that. Why are we just, it's just so, it's so exhausting to me when everyone's just sort of like, mm, this cranberry pie. Who makes cranberry pie? Like, it's, Wait, does somebody at your family make cranberry pie? No, I heard about it the other day, and I'm still appalled oh. by it. I'm appalled okay. by it. A friend of mine mentioned it, and I just can't understand it. Um, that said, like, I'm not, I don't, I don't find, the, I don't think the need, I can't fake things. My facial expressions say exactly what I'm feeling half the time. So, like, I can't fake it. And I think that maybe that's something that a lot of people should adopt. Like, we should stop being so, if the one thing that came out of the Trump administration is this, I think it should be maybe... I mean, it's kind of ironic, but maybe try to be a little bit more honest with how you feel. Even though I wouldn't say he was necessarily honest, I think we all know how he feels. You know what I mean? 
Yes. I mean, I get that. Um, We're going to have to take a break here, but there is so much more here to sort of tease out. Uh, So we'll be back in just a moment with H. Allen Scott. We're talking about whether it's okay to be an asshole, not just at Thanksgiving, but at any of your family get togethers. Uh, (laughs) This is the podcast. Hear me out from Slate. I'm Celeste Headley, and we'll be back in a moment. And we're back. This is Hear Me Out, a podcast from Slate. I'm Celeste Headley. And with me today is H. Allen Scott, who is admittedly a lovable asshole. That's not an insult. That's uh, uh, his self-description. And his advice for the holidays is you will be much healthier and happier if you stop trying to be nice to the irritating and annoying people who show up to family get together. So have I said that right, H. Allen? Yes, I think so. Yes, I would I would agree with that. Okay. So the other let's let's deal with the other prong in your argument of avoiding people altogether. Um and this is the one that I kind of have a, a little bit of a moral objection to. Oh. Um because you know a huge number of people are avoiding um get-togethers with their families uh if when those family members have a very very different political view or a different view on race trans issues etc and i know as a deib professional that the people who are most effective at changing people's minds are those who are closest to them and it's tough work but those family members actually have the best shot at at change at moving the needle at changing their minds one five minute conversation at a time over Thanksgiving dinner that doesn't mean I am expecting everybody to you know engage in a in a reconciliation workshop as they're as they're eating turkey I'm just saying you know ha- go to the dinner and have the five minute conversation and then say I'm done and you know move on so what do you make of that like I'm that was that's my objection is like I don't think it's always okay to just say well I, I can't deal with this I'm gonna stay home i hear that but i also am gonna i'm gonna play the queer card and i'm gonna say that a lot of times for a lot of people i would say a lot of marginalized people i would say queer people i would especially trans people i would say possibly even some people of color and mixed families that have different different races and married to different people it sometimes is not safe to go to some of these family gatherings the large family gatherings for whatever reasons and you could go through a myriad of reasons so i think right there if you feel like your mental safety, your your totally phys- your that. physical safety, whatever is at, or or if someone is blatantly racist, blatantly homophobic, blatantly transphobic on a level that causes just a line that can't be crossed, I think that's okay to say, "Hey guys, bye." Like, I don't think you need to put yourself in that situation because it's not healthy and it's not good and you're not there. It is not the job of the trans person, the black person, the queer person, whatever, to end racism, homophobia, transphobia, etc. It is the job of the people who are homophobic and trans. Totally agree. But I do not give a pass to the non-trans person who's yes. avoiding the conversation about trans issues. Now, you don't have a pass. In my mind, you don't have a pass. Fully agree with that. Fully agree with that. And 
So I think there are ways in which you can engage in those types of change agent conversations without having to be at an annoying dinner involving like watery gravy. I think you can easily. <laughs> are the people in your family bad cooks, AJ? No, they're that... not. My mother's actually a great cook, but I do think it's really funny when people make really bad Thanksgiving meals because I've had so many of them over the years, especially performing, traveling on Thanksgiving. It's horrible. Oh, anyway, yeah. um, but I don't think you necessarily need to part. I mean, Frankly, people are paying more attention to your Instagram feed than they are you at the table. Let's be real. So, like, why not post something crazy on your Instagram that actually leads to some change and maybe an interesting conversation than, like, wow, this, this gravy is delicious. Like, I, I just don't, I don't think then and there is the time to necessarily, like, think that that change is going to come from that one Thanksgiving meal. Like, this isn't a Jodie Foster movie home for the holidays. Like, no one's minds are going to be changed and Bancroft's top's not coming off. Like, things aren't going to happen on Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, you need to, like, maybe make it a full 364 other days a year moment of change. You know what I'm saying? I do. I mean, I, I, I don't want to make this the focus of our discussion because it's really about whether or not you can behave in an assholeish manner uh, to <laughs> annoying people. Um, but I, I will say that it's okay to take every opportunity as long as you're making your your boundaries clear. Very true. I, I remember I remember after a couple years ago, I'm fine now, but I had cancer and chemo and I remember I was so angry after chemo and I was so I was so pissed and I went home for the holidays and people would ask me to do things and everyone loves a cancer friend who's bald and people would want to like hang out with me and they'd want to talk about shit because everyone's like, you might die tomorrow. So I was just saying yes to everything. And then finally I was just like, no. And people would ask if they wanted to like family members, would you, can we, can you come over? And so we can hang out with you. I don't, I'm not interested in that. Like I would just start saying those things. They would just come out of my mouth. And yes, it was probably mean, but it was also just like exhausting to come up with excuses. And that's, I think, where a lot of my logic comes from. And it's one of the most freeing things ever. So this is interesting because if that's where it comes from, this explains a lot. Because you're, what you're really talking about is crossing that line where somebody has clearly done zero homework on how to uh, consider you and your feelings. Well, maybe. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because I think it's a fully natural instinct if someone who has just been through something serious or even just is in town who hasn't been in town in a while, it's totally natural for them to be like, we'd love to see you. You shouldn't be necessarily angry at that. However, it is kind of an asshole thing for me to be like, I don't want to, but it's also fully honest. And I think... I think a little bit of that honesty is okay. And maybe it takes people out of their sort of like normal cookie cutter place and maybe is like, well, okay, well, okay then. And like, have it just be okay. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like um, when you're talking about this whole, this um, this urge to, well, this person has cancer, I need to take them out to lunch. That's part of this whole politeness <laughs> Let's that go to you Panera. were criticizing before, right? That's yeah. all part of this whole, this is what I should, this is the way I should behave Yeah. because this is what one does. Yeah. I always hated that phrase, what one does. It's so annoying because I've never done what one does. I never even understood how to do what one does because I never could fit into anything that one does. You know what I mean? Literally, physically and emotionally. Okay, so I mean, I I totally get that, and I think that somebody who is, um, find trying to find their way through cancer has absolutely the right to say what they want to do or not do. No questions and no excuses. Period. You don't have to be nice. 
But I want to go back to this asshole thing. <laughs> yeah, please. Yes, yes. <laughs> because in my experience, if you meet an asshole and you respond with assholeness, uh-huh. it escalates. It can, but I also don't think it needs to. If you, I are, agree, it doesn't need to. If you're but it a, often does. It, well, it might often does, but then you're just not a good asshole. You know what I mean? You're not. A, you're not a professional asshole, if you will. Like I do think that there's a way. Like I've had so many conversations with Trump supporters or people who I disagree with necessarily or whatever it is. I've had all those conversations, and I've never once gotten into a fist fight, screaming match, and I don't. And it's not because. I've been just nice and being like, oh, that's interesting. No, I'm actually pushing back on it, like things that I don't agree with. But there's a way to do it in which you don't, you can still be the asshole and put your opinion out there. And and asshole's kind of a funny, flashy word to say, but I just think it's actually just you being honest. And But you don't have to necessarily do it in a way that's instigating anything. Do you know what I mean? So if you're doing that to do that, well, then you're just an idiot. So is this kind of similar to just resisting the calls to be polite? Is that essentially what you're saying? I mean, yes, that's definitely a part of it. I do think that's a part of it. Like this this obsessive need, like I said before, of keeping up appearances and and the niceties of just sort of, of just coasting through things, I think is boring. And if people are going to be dropping dead left and right, like I don't want to be boring. Oh my, boring is worse than death to me. I mean, you just keep bringing up death and horrible food, and it has me very much in dread of your celebrate your holiday celebrations. Oh, don't but worry. So he- here's the thing, H. Allen. It's like, I mean, I get how politeness gets a bad name, and I also get how um, people in the queer LGBTQ plus community, and in the uh, definitely in the BIPOC community, and women as well, uh, get their hackles up when they hear the word civil or civility yeah. mm-hmm. because it's been used as a weapon so often. Yeah. Um, but just to take this to an evolutionary level, you know, a lot of the rules of politeness of how society works, they were established so that we would get along so that we could, we would not fight. But who established you know, those rules? Well, people, most of them were done by societies, by community members, and they usually happen because something went wrong, right? Yeah. Some yeah. early, uh, you know, cave people, you know, they, were, they did never really existed, but early, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> early Homo sapiens yes. gathered for their whatever feast, mm-hmm. and Uncle whatever put his hands straight into the the the. I, I don't know the woolly mammoth meat. Yeah, and they are like, okay, it's a rule. Gotta that wash a hands. no double dipping and b you have to wash your hands right yes, yeah. so that's generally how these rules came to be is because someone sure. screwed it up mm-hmm. and and there was a a general call for let's not do that again yeah yeah so like all these politenesses yeah some of them are crappy I'll give you an example you know how you're supposed to keep your arms off the table no, that's your elbows bullshit. I mean yeah yeah except the reason that began was in the very early days when they would have when they would be like having dinners with somebody from a, a a different tribe or a different group without your elbows on the table it showed that you were being non-aggressive 
Yeah, but that's still stupid. So, like, I mean, I personally, personally, I mean, sure, yeah. Like, there are lots of reasons why things happen in the olden times. But, like, guess what? It's 2023 and we got double chins to hide. So, like, how are you going to hide the double chin if you're not – you have to lean your elbow on the table to put your hand – That's rest. why you put your elbow on the table? Well, that's how everyone hides a double chin. I mean, it's – like, we know this. And I – so, yes, I understand what you're saying. And I fully – I fully think – I fully agree with that. There are certain – for example, now – laws in place of things you shouldn't do and like that's how law that's how civil society and that's how we should be civil with each other by respecting the law that said i also think it's kind of just like outdated to constantly be obsessed with this idea of being civil and not yourself and sort of and even just like i'm thinking back i think back to my mom and i think i get a lot of this from my mother because there was a moment where someone will say like oh in the family photo or in the photo thing we're taking we're wearing all beige and white and my mom I can hear my mom in my head right now being like oh I'm not going to do that and 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 I think and that to me is the quote of my mother and my life is that like oh I won't do that just because we wear black and so everyone then has to either get on board or there's going to be two people wearing black in the family photo which is exactly what my mother and I do so I just I I just think that like it's just boring to do to do what everyone else is doing just to keep the peace just because somehow you want a good meal. I that's ugh. Okay, we had to take another break, but we clearly have more to talk about here, especially <laughs> because I I I suspect this strategy isn't going to work for everybody, so we have to get your tips on how to make this work. Um I'm talking to H Allen Scott and we're talking about whether or not it's okay or even advised to be a bit of a lovable asshole during family get-togethers. I'm Celeste Headley. This is Hear Me Out from Slate. And we're back. I'm Celeste Headley. This is Hear Me Out, a podcast from Slate. This week, we have H. Alan Scott with us, and he is giving everyone a pass, I guess. He is saying that if you go to your family dinner and you feel the urge to be sarcastic and give people side eye, go ahead, because that's okay. That's okay. It's okay. Yeah. You're going to be <laughs> fine. It's only a day. Okay, but this is the advice you would want to give to say Tucker Carlson? Oh, well, I think he's a lost call. He he is I think he's beyond asshole, but like but yes, I do actually. Yes, I would give that advice to someone like Tucker Carlson. But more so, everyone who is at the Thanksgiving table with Tucker Carlson, you need to like put your big girl panties on and actually start being an asshole because that that asshole needs more assholes around him so that he can realize how much of a dumb asshole that asshole actually is. Do you know what I'm saying? So maybe what your your advice is really aimed at the people who have not been assholes. Well, for the yeah, past decade. Kind of. I mean, I do cuz I don't think I was always an asshole necessarily. I don't, I don't actually think I'm always an asshole, but I do I also don't think of it necessarily as a, in a bad way. Um, but I do think that over ever since chemo and over the past couple of years, I just it just became exhausting trying to like to, to, to again keep up appearances and just be nice and sort of fit in and it just it's just so exhausting and so you know certainly Tucker Carl someone like Tucker Carlson doesn't do that and I don't think that's necessarily a good thing I think he takes it to a very dangerous place what I'm saying is just 
do you and respond to the dangerous dumb assholes in a way that is not going to let them necessarily continue to be dumb assholes and maybe put a little bit of you in it so that dumb asshole can maybe wake up a little bit. Exactly what you were saying before about sort of if you can't be you and like maybe a change agent at the dinner table if you don't actually engage. And so if you're engaging in the way that maybe isn't the nicest way over the thing of mashed potatoes, well, maybe that's a good thing. Be a little bit of an asshole. Yes, I get that. I mean, I still I still come back to my main, you know, concern, which is that most people aren't all that lovable when they decide to be an asshole. Um, you know, and I say this all the time, you know, I, I teach people how to be facilitators of difficult conversations. And I one of the things I always say is please don't try to be funny unless other people unprompted have said you're funny. Like if other people have, without you asking, said you're funny, then okay. If you've gotten a go paycheck ahead. for being funny, right. go ahead. <laughs> Otherwise, please don't try to be funny. That said, Dane Cook is a millionaire. So like, I don't know if that rule necessarily applies. But I, I do, I will say, I think you're right, yes. But I also, I hate discrediting people. And I don't, I, I mean... To me, I always, I've always found in every show I've ever done, and sure, the comment section's unhinged and people online are crazy and all of the things, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it all comes from everyone's wounded. And so everyone's talking from a wounded place. That said, and this is the nice way, I think that perhaps you're uh, uh, underestimating people in a way in what they can and can't do. Because when you say most people, I hate the terms most people just because I hate generalizing in that way. And I hate sort of thinking that like an audience is just a, just a Midwestern audience. So they're not going to understand my gay jokes or whatever it is. No, I'm going to get out there and I'm, they're going to understand it and they're going to laugh because a, I'm funny, but also B there, I give, you got to give them more credit than, than you are just because they're smarter than you think. They got they got those Google histories. They're seeing things that maybe they don't want you to know, but they know. I mean, okay, yes. <sighs> Again, speechless. <laughs> I, I guess because I I feel like this will work for some people. Well, I, but and that's I, and, but that's okay. Give them credit. Let them try it out. You know what I mean? Again, put the big girl panties on. Go out there. Have some fun. Like, try it out because it's. Have you read that Reddit um, thing, Am I the Asshole? Have you read any of those? No, I haven't. So there is a, a, I know a regular them, Reddit, yeah, where people post, it's called Am I the Asshole? And people post their screens where they're always complaining about the fight they've had with somebody else. Yes. And they clearly feel, everyone who's posting clearly feels that the answer is going to be the other person's the asshole. Yeah. Right? Otherwise, they wouldn't post. Yeah. They feel self-righteous. And justified, and so often, the poster is the asshole. Yeah, yeah. So this is why I'm a little cautious here, H. Allen, because it's like um, I can imagine some of these family dinners going down, and yeah. somebody going home later going, "Wait, was I the asshole?" And people going, "Yeah, yeah, you were the asshole. You, yeah. you made that worse. Like, don't you have a podcast? It's called You're Making It Worse. Yeah, yeah. Who cares?" Who cares if you are? Who cares? Who cares? You had you, really. I, I bet that right bet. at the end of this this discussion, we get to a, a truly surprising thought from you. Who cares? I mean, yeah, kind of. Who cares? Like, I mean, a you provided a colorful dinner, and b like, 
Who cares? I mean, if again, like I said, if you do it from a place that you know the kidney will be given if needed, like who cares if they think you were the asshole? Who cares if you were the asshole? Who cares if you were just being you? Just, just be you. Like I want that at my dinner table more than I want. Wow, Grandma's doing aerobics. Like I don't, I don't care. Like I don't, like I don't need this bullshit conversation and this bullshit. Like, oh, I got to listen to the dude talk about Trump for thirty minutes. No, I don't. I don't actually have to listen to the dude talk about Trump for thirty minutes. I can go watch my view old episodes of Joy Behar and Meghan McCain fighting on YouTube, and I will be fully happy. Thank you. I, I mean, we, th- you haven't convinced me. Obviously, I'm no. still. Not on the side of well, and that's of the thing about being an asshole. That is the thing about being an asshole is I'm not out to convince you, nor do I care to convince you because a the asshole like in the Reddit threads always know that they're right, and so they don't care if you're not on board because they're always going to kind of be the asshole who's like, well, who cares? It's the Joy Behar way of life. Who cares? Who cares? So I know. Many of you have opinions on this subject, whether you have been the asshole at a family dinner, whether you've been uh, irritated by someone else who was behaving badly at a dinner. Maybe you were just sitting off to the side trying to make yourself small and not noticed while two assholes were arguing. It doesn't matter. We've all experienced bad behavior at a family dinner. And so I know you have an opinion and we want to hear them. We want to hear your stories <laughs> of your family get togethers. So email us. It's hearmeout at slate.com. Last week, we talked about sunsetting Social Security with Eric Beam, and we got so many emails. It's a good thing they weren't letters because we would still be swimming up out of them. Y'all got fired up about this topic and we love it. We love hearing from you. So before we go, we want to share just one of those many, many emails. This one came from Dawn and she wrote this. When you proposed cutting out Social Security, were you aware that people with disabilities rely on Social Security? My husband was diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumor at 57. He was laid off from his job as a journalist because his medical care increased the cost of health insurance premiums. Social Security kept our family from becoming homeless when he lost his job, and his health prevented him from finding work. I work with people with developmental disabilities, and they all receive Social Security to supplement their income, or in most cases, is their entire income. There are a lot of low-income families receiving Social Security. It's also the program that makes people eligible for Medicare and for Medicaid waiver benefits that house and care for people with disabilities. Thank you so much for pointing this out, Don. It's a really good point. And I should mention on a personal level, when my father died, I was nine months old and I had three older siblings, and we got Social Security to help support our family when he passed away. So we absolutely, my raising was partly thanks to the social security system. So you are absolutely correct. Um, Remember, we always want to hear your thoughts and we encourage you to share them with us. The email address is hearmeout at slate.com. One more quick note before we let you go. The holiday season is upon us and the Slate Shop is the perfect place to take the guesswork out of your gift list. You'll find hand-poured candles, classy cocktail kits, stunning stationery, expertly crafted pasta makers, and everything in between. Believe me, I have already been on that site three times. There is cool stuff there. We even have official merch for the Slate fans in your life. From November 24th to November 27th, 
that's Black Friday through Cyber Monday, we're offering 30% off all items in the store. So go get your gift sets, stocking stuffers, white elephant gifts, and maybe even a little treat for yourself while you're at it. Just go to slate.com slash shop. That's slate.com slash shop. Hear Me Out is a podcast from Slate. The show is produced by the not-asshole Maura Curry. Ben Richmond is the opposite of asshole senior director of podcast operations. And Alicia Montgomery is the very kind VP of Slate Audio. I'm your host, Celeste Headley. Until next time, speak your mind, but keep it open.